Hello, and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph, podcasting from the Chicago Pedway, Chicago's hidden community. You know, it's been hot here in Chicago. You know, I thought it was hot in July, but boy, August has been just as hot. Believe me. But, I must say, it's cool down here in the Petway. Yes, very cool. Today's show is about political crime in America. I got to thinking after uh, uh, about crime. You know, a lot of crime has been taking place here in the city. Uh, Street robberies and things of that nature. And everybody's up in arms and hollering about uh, a petty crime. But nobody wants to talk about political crimes in America. Oh, political crimes in America are much more dangerous than... uh, the petty crimes that Republicans seem to always be willing to go at uh, and raise hell about, you know. Now, in criminology, a political crime is one involving overt acts or omissions where there's a duty to act, which is against the interests of the state. Now, criminal groups use corruption and violence to attain power and status. Contemporary organized crime may be very different from traditional mafia crime. Other organizations including uh, states, militaries, police forces and cooperations you know there's a there's a tendency to distinguish traditional organized crime from certain other forms of crime that usually involves organized criminal acts such as white collar crime political crimes state crimes and treason Yeah, nobody wants to use that word, uh, treason, but, uh, yes, treason, I said it, you know, in the the United States, the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970 defines organized crime as the unlawful activities of a highly organized discipline association criminal activity as a structured process yeah I repeat it as a structured process is referred to as racketeering now racketeering uh, is what got Jeff Ford and uh, Larry Hoover here in Chicago long prison terms Now, historically, the largest organized crime force in America has been the Mafia, 
And they always claim that they were never organized. Every time somebody would bring it up, they, oh no, we, we, there's no such thing as a mafia. No such thing. No, no, no. But it's funny, Jeff got all that time in prison, and he's still in prison. Hoover is still in prison. You know, the black guys, they, they get life. You know, Capone didn't get life. <laughs> and he was a hell of a criminal. But uh, other international, as they call it, transnational criminal organizations, they're located here in America. Yes. Most of the world's major transnational criminal activities and their headquarters is here in the United States. Yes, believe it or not. Former President Trump and 18 others are charged with a variety of election fraud, including intimidation, disruption of polling places, distribution of, uh, of, of, of misinformation. Oh, they went down there and, and even uh, down in Georgia in places and uh, uh, mess with the voting machines. <laughs> Boy, I mean, they went all the way out. Illegal interference with the, the process of the election. Now, acts of fraud to uh, involve affecting the vote count. You remember the call? The perfect call. It was a perfect call. He called the Secretary of State down there and told him, find me some votes. Oh, we, we all heard him. Find me some votes. It's a perfect call. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Trump has been indicted under the RICO Act. Now, under the Racketeering Influence and Corruption Organization Act. That's what RICO stands for. Racketeer Influenced and Corruption Organization Act. The RICO Act is a United States federal law that provides for extended criminal penalties and uh, a civil cause of action for acts performed as part of an ongoing criminal organization. And that's why uh, uh, Miss Willis decided to use that act. Yes. Now, of course, Mr. Trump, uh, he could attack uh, Georgia's RICO prosecution as uh, the case could turn on questions of uh, about criminal intent and existence of a coordinated enterprise to keep Trump in power. Former President uh, Trump is facing four separate indictments. Four. Yes, Georgia was the fourth. Now, it's funny. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Harrison... Floyd, uh, 
who surrendered down there in Georgia. He can't even get a bail. He went to turn himself in, and he's the black guy. He's still in jail because they had another charge against him, and he can't come up with, uh, he, he, he can't get bail until he, this other trial is, is uh, settled. He's whining about he doesn't have the money. He can't uh, have uh, retain an attorney because it costs him forty to hundred thousand dollars for a retainer, and he doesn't have that kind of money. But he should have thought about that before he got involved. I bet you he's regretting it now. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, at both state and federal level. Uh, the former president surrendered to Georgia authorities to answer charges that he operated a criminal enterprise. It's funny too that uh, Kanye uh, publicist, she uh, turned herself in, Coonty, uh, uh, but but uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, turned himself in to, to uh, answer charges as to uh, he sought to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 electoral victory in the state. And these people participated in trying to help him do just that. That's why they were indicted. Yes. Now, Fannie, uh, Fannie Willis is the district attorney of Fulton County, Georgia. Remember that song, uh, 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 about Fulton County? Yeah, oh, there's a popular song, country song, uh, about Fulton County Prison. Now, Fulton County, uh, contains most of Atlanta. Uh, she's, uh, Miss Fanny is the uh, first woman to hold that office and the first black woman to hold it. Now she's 52 years old and a Democrat and she was born in 1971 in Inglewood, California. She's a California girl and educated at Emory University and Howard University. Uh, uh, as our Vice President, uh, Kamala Harris, she's from Howard as well. You know, Harris, uh, Howard is really turning out some fantastic women, I tell you, fantastic, yes. Now, uh, House Republicans, I find this strange, they just, uh, Jordan just opened a probe into Miss Willis ahead of Trump's surrender as to whether her prosecution of Mr. Trump is politically motivated. Boy, they're doing everything to try and save this guy. But it won't work this time. It will not work. Who has been convicted. Now, he, he hasn't been convicted, but he's been definitely charged at this point in the indictment. Now, here's some people who has been convicted under the RICO Act. John Gotti, remember him? He was known as the Teflon Don. Uh, he 
the mob boss of the Gabito family in New York, uh, Vince the Chin, uh, Salvatore, Sammy the Bull, uh, then uh, it was Anthony, uh, Corallo, uh, known as Tony Ducks. <laughs> it's funny, they have all these, uh, you talk about rappers having strange names. <laughs> The, the mafia guys have just as stranger names, you know, uh, handles as they call them. Now, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, some of these people will flip, and and many of them are going to. Uh, Sydney Powell, she just asked for. Uh, She's an attorney. She she was in on that group. She just asked for a uh, speedy trial, and they're looking forward to her trial going forward somewhere some uh, here in October sometime. And uh, the DOJ is asking uh, they will be having a hearing coming up next week as to whether to set a trial date. So I think we're moving right along. Uh, most of people uh, in a survey that's uh, CNN. Had conducted no, not CNN. Uh, MSNBC conducted it. Uh, most Americans want this the trial to take place before uh, uh, the election start. Uh, the uh, the election. They don't want it after the election. We want it now. I mean, come on. You know, you got to do what you got to do now, and get this out of the way. I mean, if the man is guilty, and which we know, these are his words. We saw what happened in January uh, 6th. Uh, he told him, go to the Capitol, and they did. Uh, he, he obviously, he was the ringleader. That's why uh, the RICO Act uh, the, is standing strong at this point. He's been He's been the leader. Now, how can you... Now play like you weren't the leader, <laughs> please. Now all of this never surrender and you know come on. He's he's a play. He's playing. He's really playing. Here's a guy who had uh, how many five deferments. So you can't be that patriotic because you didn't. You weren't willing to fight for the country. But now all of a sudden you're the bravest guy and the baddest American. There he is. Oh please, give me a break. You know. I had my young bud over in Vietnam and uh, fighting uh, for America, as many other Americans who joined the military. But this guy never uh, volunteered for uh, uh, the military, never served the day. And his sons, they, they have never served the day. And most of the people out there rallying around him have never served a day. You know, but yet they're the patriots to let them tell it. Come on. Please give me a break. You know, I uh, served as a young Marine, and now I'm an old Marine. I just celebrated 60 years ago volunteering for the Marine Corps. And here I am 60 years later. I never thought I would be the old Marine telling war tales, but here I am. I'm a survivor, and thank God for that. You know, but. Out of those 60 years, I had uh, three wonderful daughters. Uh, they are college graduates. Uh, 
and uh, hey, it's been good. It's been a good 60 years. And this is also the 60th year of uh, anniversary of the March on Washington. Yes, I remember that very well. Uh, like I said, I was marching on the uh, tarmac down in San Diego as a young Marine when Martin and uh, the others were uh, marching in Washington. I felt very proud to be a Marine during that time period, during the march. And boy, do I remember uh, the hostility as a young Marine that I faced uh, as a result of the march and in being in boot camp in the Marine Corps. You know, the Marine Corps was the last of the branches to integrate its forces. Yes, uh, yes, yes, it's been a battle all the way. But you know what? We, as blacks, are a lot more patriotic than uh, most. You know, uh, this young guy was Rami, Swami. He, you know, I, I'm, I'm sick of people who just arrived and all of a sudden they out there, they out American everybody else. <laughs> They're just opportunists. They know nothing about American history. They don't know the history of America, but yet they, uh, they out, they out, they let them tell it they are America. <laughs> Please, I have nothing against uh, other groups who come into America, but I'm tired of the ones who come into America and all of a sudden they start pointing a finger at black people. We're not America. If anybody's going to save America, believe me, it's going to be black Americans. Black Americans are going to save democracy here in America. If America is to be saved, believe me but we must all come together as Americans in order to uh, save America at this time as opposed to living in an autocracy we don't want that we must save our democracy even the dual democracy that we as black Americans have experienced here in America we must come together now as one America to save America. Otherwise, we're lost. And we have been blessed, as the song says, God bless America. Well, we got to wake up, folks. We've got to wake up. Because if we don't, we'll look up and... Uh, Putin and the other booger bears will be running this country and we'll be living under an autocracy as opposed to a democracy. So if you enjoyed the show, go to the support button and leave a comment. Thank you. And again, God bless America.